0: hello our little crime academy yes that's what we have decided to call our loyal and wonderful
1: followers and we just wanted to inform you that we have finally started our patreon page if you join for the low cost of five dollars a month you will get exclusive never before heard episodes I think we have about like three episodes that no one has heard yet and as well as mini episodes and we were we will be getting merch in the near future we want to do that really badly but you know we want to get our little community going so join our crime academy and be a cool cat and as always i'm sarah and i'm lexi and we welcome you back to kills thrills and chills buckle up for this week's case
0: Today I am covering a local case uh, that happened in Long Branch, New Jersey. This one is a harrowing tale, another family annihilator case. Uh, Apparently there's a theme going on the last few weeks. I don't know. But anyway, I'm just going to dive right in. So Scott Kologi, at 16, had suffered off and on again hallucinations since he was a child. And he had spent the last year thinking about doing something to hurt his family And this is what he told detectives on New Year's Day in 2018. So this happened not too long ago. His family was gathered in their Long Ranch home on New Year's Eve, and Scott went upstairs minutes before the stroke of midnight, took an AK-47 from his brother's bedroom, loaded two magazines with bullets, and turned out the light so his mother wouldn't see him when she came to look for him, he said. When she did, Scott said he shot her five to seven times in the chest and the torso. Then he shot his father in the back when he came upstairs to see what was going on, he said. He went downstairs to the kitchen where he pumped four bullets into a woman he referred to as his grandmother, which was his grandfather's longtime girlfriend. So then he turned the gun on his sister, who was seated in the kitchen, and shot her three times in the chest and head area. That dramatic tale was played out as prosecutors tried to convince a judge a tape of Coley telling that the story the detectives should be admitted to in his murder. I watched this interview. Oh, it was so like cold and callous and just like mm. he was so unemotional during this whole trial. So Scott's defense argues that he wasn't mentally capable of waiving his rights to have an attorney present before speaking to the police. He told detectives he put 30 bullets in each of the two magazines so that he could continue shooting until he ran out of bullets. He even said he thought about continuing the spree outside the household and going on to shoot a neighbor who bullied him when he was growing up. But when he saw his grandfather, Adrian Kologi fall to his knees and get emotional upon seeing his life partner shot, Scott Kologi said he snapped back to reality and spared his own grandfather's life.
1: It sounds like he has more of an issue with the woman than the men in the...
0: Yeah. Because I, it was,
1: he shot his sister three times, his mom five to whatever. And then it said he only shot his dad once. Yeah. So, uh, and saved his grandfather. And I'm sure his brother isn't there. Yeah. So that's another theme in your cases. Brothers I,
0: are never. I know. There. I don't know why I keep picking cases like this. So that's what he told Detective Andrea Tazi of the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office and Long Branch Detective Michael Verdario about two hours after the shootings. His brother, Stephen Jr., said to him, Scott, what are you doing? I'm calling the cops. Scott, coldly told the detectives. I just shook my head and went upstairs, he said, adding that he put the gun aside so police wouldn't shoot him when they came for him. Do you feel like yourself? He asked him. Yeah, that's a strange thing, Scott replied. It's not affecting me. Tazi, who is now a sergeant, asked him how he felt about his parents. They're good parents, he said. You love them? She asked. Yeah, that's a strange thing. Detectives videotaped that interview with Scott Kologi within hours of shooting deaths of his mother, Linda, 44, father, Stephen Sr., 42, his sister, Brittany, 18, and his grandfather's partner, Mary Schultz, 70, in the Kologi family's home on Wall Street. Stephen Jr. and his girlfriend and an aunt and uncle escaped from the home unharmed. I couldn't imagine being them. Like, just knowing your entire family was massacred by a 16-year-old.
1: By your brother?
0: Also, why did they have an AK-47?
1: Well, that's what I want to know the brother had it. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like an extensive, like... That's like a heavy-duty weapon. I used to be a a... paralegal, and I know, like, getting, like, a firearms permit in New Jersey is the most extensive thing ever. Yeah. Like, if you have one (sighs) thing on your record that's, like, anything mental health, they're, like, even, like, a misdemeanor, you're not getting it. Yeah. So his brother, like, that shows that he was of right mind to have that, like, assault weapon. Exactly. But I don't think it should have been in the house with him, with his brother. With What was his name? Scott? Scott, Scott, yeah, yeah. Scott. So, Stephen Jr., then
0: 20, was present during the police interview, acting as his younger brother's guardian. He was seen on the videotape crying, as Scott described the shootings. When he was left alone in the interrogation room while Scott was taken for a bathroom break, Stephen Jr. broke down sobbing and flung a cup across the room. Prosecutors are seeking to introduce the videotape at Scott Kolge's trial on four counts of murder and possession of a weapon for unlawful purpose. Defense attorneys are seeking to keep it from the jury, claiming Scott Kolge, who is autistic and is now 19 year old, could not knowingly and voluntarily waive his right to remain silent. Prosecutors played the videotape during a hearing on its admissibility at trial. Quote The defendant engaged in a knowing, intelligent waiver on his rights. Sean Brennan, assistant Monmouth County prosecutor, argued to the Superior Court Judge Mark Lemieux, mm-hmm. adding that Scott Kologi was responsive and alert during the interview and even discussed with the detectives the books he was reading. Quote, "I would submit that this is not an average 16-year-old," argued defense attorney Amika Nuoko of Lamara Law Firm. Why does everyone have wild last names? Seriously, <laughs> um, Scott Kologi told detectives during the interview that he didn't have friends or a girlfriend, and that he sleeps with his parents. He sees transparent women that float through a ceiling, just like any other sixteen-year-old. Nuoko said sarcastically, "The defense attorney was referring to Scott Kologi's description to the detectives of hallucinations he experienced on and off since he was a child." Nuoko. I don't know if I'm saying that right, argued that Stephen Jr. shouldn't have been selected to serve as his younger brother's guardian during the questioning because he was present during the shooting spree and therefore was a victim. Nooku argued an older half-brother who wasn't present during the killings and said should have been selected to serve as Scott's guardian. In addition, they argue Stephen Jr. had a conflict because he could have been held criminally liable since it was his gun that was used to commit the shootings.
1: I mean...
0: Which makes sense. And
1: he was over 18. Yeah.
0: So Brennan, however, disputed that and said Stephen Jr. acted properly as his brother's guardian. He noted how Stephen Jr. put aside his emotions after breaking down in the interrogation room when Scott was brought back from his bathroom break. He puts his own emotions aside, locks it down, and puts it aside, Brennan said of Stephen Jr. During the videotape interview, Scott Colby described being emotionally detached when other family members had died. He said he thought on and off of the past year about hurting his family. Sometimes I would have these move swings. Happy one minute, then like really upset, he told detectives. Tazi asked him if that's how he felt that night. He said, quote, I don't know how I felt, he responded. It was all over the place. When everything was happening, it felt like I was watching it. Like I was further back in my mind, he told detectives. I could still see it, but I felt like it wasn't me. Even though I felt like I wasn't doing this physically, I was able to see everything like them moving in the firing, and then they stopped moving, Scott Coley told the detectives. He told them he aimed at his victim's head when he saw they weren't still moving because despite what he was doing to them, I didn't want them to be in pain at the same time.
1: That just proves right there you knew what you were doing was yeah, wrong. Yeah, knew, it, like,
0: exactly, like, he knew what he was doing <laughs> was wrong. So, I don't know, the whole thing just doesn't make sense. Yeah. The teen told detectives that he had never used a gun before and looked at videos on the internet to learn how, so it was clearly premeditated. Quote, like, what am I doing, he said. Like, I don't even know how to use a gun. I don't even know how to load it, and let alone how to recoil would be. He told the Texas' his mother and father never saw the gun before because he saw... He turned off the lights. I don't know why I said that. Sorry. I just didn't want his mother to look at me, Scott Cold, he said to the detectives. I think that would have snapped me out of it. He insisted he belongs in a mental institution. Well, he's not wrong there. Yeah. Um verdario asked him if he knew right from wrong yeah scott responded it's like nothing happened i doubt i would do it again but i'm not sure he was sentenced to 150 years in state prison for the 2018 massacre superior court judge mark c lemieux imposed the prison term on scott Colby, now 20 calling him an evil man Lemieux ordered that he serve 85% of the term or 127 years, six months, and four days before he can be considered for release on parole under the state's No Early Release Act. Which, like, makes sense to me Mm -hmm. because you clearly premeditated and it was. You knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. It was cold blood murder. Like, point blank.
1: You still knew what
0: you were doing. So, quote, the intention of this court. Is the defendant never see the light of day outside of a jail cell ever again, Lemieux said. I hope one day you realize the magnitude of what you've done here, Lemieux told Kologi. The defendant showed no emotion when he learned his sentence or throughout the day-long sentencing hearing. Following the trial before Lemieux in February, Kologi was convicted February 24th of the murders of his mother, Linda Kologi, 44, his father, Stephen Kologi, Sr., 42, his sister, Brittany Kologi, 18, and Mary Schultz, 70 the longtime companion of his grandfather, who he considered his grandmother. He unleashed fury on these individuals who did nothing but love him, Lemieux said. These are not acts of a child. These are not acts of a juvenile. These are acts of a cold-blooded killer. Which I agree with. Defense attorney Amika Nuko asked the judge to impose a 30-year term, citing his client's mental illness and young age at the time of the massacre. He's a mentally ill child who begged his mother for help and never got it. Nuoko said. Nuoko was referring to the trial testimony that Kologi's mother forbade him to tell his therapist that he was having thoughts of killing people for fear he would be institutionalized, which is also really sad. Yeah, that is really sad. Because part of me wonders too, like, if he got proper help and like, probably did mental attention, yeah. like, you know, if he if he, did, he it sought been. out proper help, if this could have been prevented.
1: I hate but I hate thinking that, I, too, I know I a that. lot of these cases could have been prevented. Yeah.
0: So, Sean Brennan, an assistant Monmouth County prosecutor, asked Kologi to be sentenced to two consecutive life terms. These were acts of evil carried out by someone who knew exactly what he was doing, Brennan said. He killed them because he could. He killed them because he wanted to. Consecutive sentences are warranted by the sheer volume of harm that he caused, Brennan said. Throughout the lengthy sentence hearing, Colgley primarily looked downward and sometimes swayed from side to side in his chair in the courtroom's jury box. At times, he played with his hands. When he asked if he had anything to say before was sentence, Colgley said he did not. However, the victim's relatives were boisterous. Jane Mollis, one of Schultz's eight siblings, told the judge she believes her murdered sister would have wanted Colgley to get the death penalty, as she had advocated for the person who murdered a cousin in Nevada in 2009. He should suffer adult consequences for his heinous acts, Wallace said. There is no closure, she said. He left behind a long list of emotionally crippled survivors. What has he done to deserve a break? Other siblings also described the devastation their sister's murder caused their family and described her as a fun-loving aunt who doted on children. Mary was the nurturer to the younger generation, said her sister, Kathleen LeFruge. She was the cheerleader who encouraged the youth to follow their dreams. Although she had recently retired before her murder, Mary Schultz was involved in many organizations and activities, included genealogy and theater. Said her brother Dave Schultz, Mary was not an old lady in a rocking Jerry said she had a lot more to accomplish in her life. Carol Kologi and the defendant's grandmother and Stephen Kologi's senior's mother acknowledged her grandson should be punished for the crimes, but she asked the judge to consider placing him somewhere where he could be, where he could receive help for his mental illness. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me today. Quote, Scott was a 16-year-old child who recognized that he needed help because of his damaging thoughts, Carol Cologie said. Scott told his mother that he was having bad thoughts about killing people, including family members. He was found guilty. I believe Scott's mental condition is the impetus behind I'm asking the court for some compassion and understanding in this matter. Defense attorney Richard Lamarro vowed to appeal Cologie's conviction and sentence. The bottom line is Scott is not a cold-blooded killer, Lamarro said. Scott is, and was, severely mentally ill, but he will be sent to state prison to be with cold-blooded killers. Following the trial before Lemieux in February, a Monmouth County jury found Chloe guilty of four counts of murder and one count of possessing a weapon for an unlawful purpose. The trial was closed to the public due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but broadcast live on the New Jersey Judiciary's website, njcourts.gov. Although he was a minor when he committed the crimes, Kologi was tried as an adult because of the seriousness of the offenses. Kologi shot and killed his mother, father, sister, and Schultz was never in dispute. The killings were committed in front of the other family members gathered to celebrate New Year's Eve. And hours later, Kologi gave detectives a detailed confession that was recorded on video and played for the jury at trial. The crux of the trial centered on whether Kologi was criminally insane when he killed the four victims. Defense attorneys called psychologists Maureen Santina, who testified Kologi is schizophrenic and was experiencing a psychotic episode during the massacre. The prosecution called a nationally renowned psychiatrist, Dr. Park Dietz, who testified that Kologi, while autistic, is not schizophrenic and knew what he was doing when he killed his family members. Dietz performed an extensive evaluation of Kologi, and in the past has evaluated such notorious criminals as serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, Unabomber, mm. Theodore Kaczynski, and John Hickley Jr., found not guilty by reason of insanity of trying to assassinate President <laughs> Ronald, Reagan. Ronald Reagan in 1981 to impress actress Jodie Foster.
1: That's insane. Wow.
0: So that concludes the case of that. He's in jail for the rest of his life, which... do you? What do you think? Do you think he deserved to be in jail? I'm conflicted, man. Well, like, I mean... He I definitely do think he had needs, yeah. Help. He
1: definitely needs like mental health, like help. But I don't think he's like clinically insane. So I think no, because I
0: think he he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he, said he knew it. what
1: what he was doing was and wrong. it was
0: premeditated.
1: Yeah, I think that he they he should definitely be in jail. Just maybe get the help he needs there. Even though we know that that doesn't happen all the time. You know, but I think for... How this case is morbid and everything. I think he ended up where he was. I mean, 150 years, that is that is a lot. But because we've seen people kill more people with less time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Exactly.
1: Like, that's, that, mm, that's crazy.
0: I know. So it's like, I don't know. I, I think he needs mental help. Yeah. And I don't think he got it when he needed it.
1: Yeah. And it just got worse and, worse. and I just
0: think it got worse, but I think he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I think it was cold-blooded. I think it was calculated. He premeditated it. 100%. Yeah. And he even, like, admitted to knowing what he was doing, while I was doing. Yeah. It, so.
1: He said, the fact what he said, that he could see them moving around and he shot them in the head to, like, put them out of their misery. Like, come on. Yeah, right and there. Even you want
0: know. them to be in pain. Like, yeah. Like, just shows you, like, you know what you're yeah. doing.
1: Yeah. Yes. So. I can't believe how local this is too. I know.
0: Him. I am surprised. I like haven't heard of this before. Me
1: neither. But the funny thing is, is like I knew the judge's name, oh, and did you? then so I didn't bother. <laughs> no, Lemieux is perfect. And then the prosecutor, who was it? Cause... Brennan. Brennan, yeah. What's his first name? Yeah, I used to work with him, Sean Brennan. Sean Brennan. I used to have to call the courts all the time. I they hated know, me. That's so funny. Because I used to work for a defense attorney and they hated me. So Fun fact. that is crazy. Wow.
0: So Well, um, happy
1: New Year's.
0: Anyway, we hope Bye. you have a safe and happy New Year and you don't massacre your family. Happy 2023.